Let me. All right, we are good to go. We are good to go. How have things been since we last spoke? Good, man. We're staying busy. Sales are brisk, and we're just trying to keep up. That's fantastic. That is really, really great to hear, especially during such – every time you and I speak, it gets a little more interesting uh, with respect to what it is that might be going on. Obviously, now it's this uh, – which happens every four years with respect to a, an election. This one, of course, will be the most interesting that uh, we in the United States have ever seen, but not to delve into that. more. <laughs> but that is so great to hear that uh, sales are brisk and really exciting to talk about and for a number of reasons is you have the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show coming up at the end of October. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one for us. You know, we only do like three major shows a year, which is Fort Lauderdale, Miami, and Palm Beach. So, you know, going to these shows are really important to us for a few different reasons. One of them being that a bulk of our sales come from these shows that, you know, that's how we feed our families throughout the entire year. So, you know, being able to go there and, you know, secure our backlog with future sales is so important. Plus the other thing that happens is, you know, we don't have dealers. So we don't have a dealership network where we've got a bunch of boats in stock. So this is one of the few times a year that customers can come and see our entire lineup all in one spot. And, uh, we can sit down and do design sessions and answer questions. So it's, it's a really good experience. Right. Absolutely. For each of those points that you brought up and, with respect to the three shows, do do they all weigh uh, upon sales with equal importance, or are is one more important than the other? I would say they're equally as important, but if you were going to look at it from a, a dollar standpoint, I would say that the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show is probably our most uh, lucrative show as far as sales are concerned. Hmm. You know, plus it's also one of our most expensive shows. You know, at the end of the day. For us to go to this show, it costs us around three hundred and thirty thousand dollars to just to attend this event. So wow. you can just you can just imagine how many boats we got to sell just to break even. Never mind, start making money. <laughs> wow! Yeah, three hundred thirty thousand dollars. Really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a lot. You know, between renting the space that you're going to be at, you know, then all the expenses of staging and tents and, and supplies and brochures and then putting up the team and hotels and food and there's plants and there's, you know, there's just so many expenses that go into throwing this show. But, you know, we've never been disappointed. You know, every time we leave, we know that uh, it's the right thing to do to attend, you know. And just, and so... During, and going into this show, obviously, this is going to, I, with respect to the preparation, uh, and I imagine the, um, but is it boat show management that puts on the shows? Yeah, this is Informa. So, Informa, okay. you know, this, yeah, this is going to be something where, you know, it's a little bit different, different of a circumstance. The world's a little bit different than it was last year. So, you know, there's going to be some extra precautions with additional entrances to allow people to socially distance upon entering the show. You know, we're going to make sure that we have everybody wearing masks and we're going to have extra cleaning crews and we're going to have uh, hand sanitizer, cleaning supplies. And, you know, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that everybody feels comfortable coming to this show. And from the feedback that I'm getting from customers already, they're really excited that the show is a go. I would think so. I would think that people would be incredibly excited and for a number of different reasons. Um, and with respect to the um, 
with respect to the engagement that you have, because of course you turn around, you're marketing it to, do you have a lot of current clients that attend or is it all new, new customer engagement and interactions? I'd say it's probably 75% of our uh, repeat customers that show up at the shows and about wow. 25% of, of new people coming to, you know, check out the brand uh, for the first time or get to know us a little bit better. Wow. That's interesting. And so of the 75%, that are in attendance, that are seeing you guys, know you guys, love you guys, have one, two, or multiple uh, vessels from you, are they there because they simply want to see you? Are they there because they're specifically, it's time for them to be looking for the next one from you? And so it's there, circling back to what you had said, it's your those few times of the year where you truly get to set up set up a stage and be engaging with your new and current customers, do they go there with, for the most part with that in mind, like it's time to get my next intrepid and I want to see them? I'd say it's probably 50, 50, you know, 50% of the people that go there want to just come hang out with us and tell us the stories of the fish they caught over the summer or <laughs> the vacation they took on their intrepid and, and all the cool stories uh, that they, they, you know, had a, using their boat over the summer and I'd say 50% of them are there to you know see the newer boats you know we have two new boats that have yet to go to a boat show I have a wow. 409 Valor uh, that was going to debut at the Palm Beach boat show back in March which got canceled because of the uh, you know the pandemic so it never got to debut and then you know I've done the 438 evolution so we're going into the show with with two new boats that you know the world has only seen via social media and our website so we're excited to be able to get some people on those boats oh that's really exciting and oh, okay you said to get to get them on the boat so just curious with respect to specifically the um this show coming up, do people actually, I know you'll have the boat set up, but do people actually get to go, do you have any set up so people can go out? No, unfortunately we're locked in, you know, okay. we're, you know, when they build that show, we're up against the seawall with not only a water display, but a land display as well that are right next to each other. But basically the show is built around us. So you're, you're pretty much locked in. But the nice part is, is they can go through the boat. They can pick all their options. If anybody wants to see trial, any of the boats, as soon as we break down the show the week after, uh, we bring those boats back to our Dania sales facility, which is literally, you know, just miles down the road from the boat show. And they're welcome to go out on any of the boats. Very cool. And of the, of the hundred percent that show up that you do engage with between the 75%, the 25%, and then breaking it down further, the 50, 50, how many literally place orders with you that day? Like, as you just said, would very cool. Someone, they're there, whether they had in mind, today I'm going to get my uh, next Intrepid or my first Intrepid, or someone that just thought they were going in to, you know, as you said, share the stories from the summer. How many people literally break it down that day and go through options and then place an order for their amazing new Intrepid that day? Well, I'll average anywhere between 12 and $15 million at this show. Wow, Ken, that's amazing. Yeah, so it's if you were to break that down into how many boats, it really depends on on the models because obviously you know when you start talking about a four seventy seven evolution, you're at the one million dollar range, and then when you're on the other end of the spectrum with a with a thirty foot boat or a twenty four even, you know we're, you're down around one hundred eighty thousand dollars. So you know quantities can go up and down. The average dollars are usually in that range, and you know it could be you know twenty to twenty five boats. Just curious, and you can always tell me when I'm not going to answer that question, but uh, 
obviously it's a question I'm sure that many would love to hear the answer to. With respect to your price points on the uh, on the amazing each and every and each and every vessel is in its own right amazing, you know, regardless of the price point. What percent? What percentage tend to fall in that million plus range? Um, actually, because of the new four seventy seven evolution, quite a bit. I mean, I've I've really had to expand a little bit here at the plant because of demand. Uh, I've had you know availability for the next four seventy seven was the end of next summer, like a year away. So um, you know, and we were starting to get some pushback from customers. So we're we're doing our best to, to slowly. Uh, dedicate one of the larger lines to the 477. So, you know, with that being said, that tells you the popularity that we have. So, you're you're probably talking. We'll we'll probably sell at least at least five or six of those at the show. Would be my guess. That's fantastic. Do you have a lot? Uh, do you have a number of current clients that show up? not thinking that they had no plans to buy boat. They just wanted to see you and the team share some stories from the summer, again, as you put it. And then due to the, you know, being there, the presence, and as you know, in sales, that that is the power of the in-person sale versus the email from a guy like me or the, or the phone call or whatnot. But that in-person sale, do you have a number of people that do show up not planning to get their first or another intrepid, then they end up do pulling the trigger because of the engagement at the show. Yeah. And they, and they give me a really hard time about it as well. (laughs) They'll, they'll see the new, one of the new boats and they'll go, Ken, what are you doing? I didn't didn't come here to buy a boat. And and then the wife looks at it and she looks at him and says, come here, you got to see the cabin, you know? And then he goes, great, look what you did. You know, and and before you know it, you know, they're, they're signing a contract to to get on the production schedule. So yeah, it, it, happens quite often actually that's awesome and they're signing the contract there at the show yeah actually we that's the key you know you sign a contract you give us a deposit and that locks in your in your production slot which is important because you know as the show goes on availability only gets further and further away you know if we go into a show and we're seven to eight months out you know by the end of the show we're usually you know probably 14 months out so you know a lot of cases we'll see a little bit of a rush just before the show because a lot of our customers that have been with us for a long time know how it works and and they'll call us and say look i want to get my order in before the boat show because i don't want to get pushed out another six months so they'll they'll actually you know sign up prior wow that's amazing so that is so this is a really exciting show with respect to being able to bring these incredible uh, two new models that you mentioned that no that no one has seen outside of your and compliments to your social media by the way you guys are really good at it but outside of the social media you know videos perhaps on YouTube but people being able to actually see them and further it's uh, this is the first significant boat show uh, of these three of this caliber of this year right well actually uh, February was the Miami show and oh, okay. we right. literally right. we literally came out of Miami show. And got you know hit with the with the pandemic situation. So you know we went from this high yeah. of you know having a, a I think it was a thirteen million dollar or twelve million dollar show in Miami, which we were super stoked about. To you know the very next month zero sales and and all of a sudden having to deal with you know the the unsure future of a pandemic. Did you guys actually hit a month of zero? 
Long, well, close. I mean, yeah. I've never had a, a complete zero, but you know, when you sell one boat uh, yeah. or two boats, and that kind of happened to us in in March and April, you know, it seemed like you know the world was ending, and and all of a sudden it went from two horrific months of sales to two records months of sales. You know, the, then the following hmm. uh, two months, you know, were eight and ten million dollar months you know which was uh crazy how it went from you know one extreme to the other what are your personal obviously that's something that's very difficult to analyze but what are your person what's your personal take on that from one extreme to such a very significant other well i think you know in the beginning all of us you know as a nation didn't understand really the depth and the magnitude of what this pandemic was going to be like and you know for, for a little while there, it kind of felt like the world was ending. And I think once people realized that that necessarily wasn't the case, but we were all just going to have to live a little bit differently and we were going to have to, you know, make sure that we took care of each other and look out for each other. One of the other things that came along was, you know, a lot of people were spending time with family and with having the social distance, you know, what better way to do that when getting on a boat and getting out in the ocean, you know, and getting away from everyone and being able to relax in such a stressful environment that the pandemic created. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. And it's, uh, and so on that note, it it is a, uh, to be doing what you do, what you love doing and the works of art that you create, but also creating something that does provide that for people during this time, provides them with that one of those elements, components of their life, which truly, it's always enhanced it if they've had an intrepid or they're about to buy an intrepid, but now more so than ever. And people being able to really invest in something and purchase something that whether they've loved doing it their whole lives and grew up doing it like like I did or are just now introduced to it, but to have something where during a time that is going to remain this way for quite some time, especially in the United States, it is what it is, uh, to be creating something that gives people that is, it's beautiful. It, it makes it that much more of a work of art than it already is. Yeah, it really is rewarding, you know, to the point where because so many businesses have gone remote that, you know, we're even setting up cabins to where, you know, we, we've got workstations for the guy that, or his wife to be able to work from uh, in, the, in the Intrepid, to be able to set up internet, to be able to, you know, still communicate with the outside world. And, you know, it's their, their office at sea which is really cool. So we're, we're taking it to the next level, uh, even with providing those kind of you know custom cabins for people, which is really cool. That's very cool. That's something you and I haven't talked about. So I would imagine you're getting, I, I would imagine you're getting quite a few of those, correct? Yeah, it's, it's really been neat, you know, to, to see the change of mindset that the pandemic has brought, brought along with, you know, people not only looking now at their boat as something that they vacation to go do on the weekends or, or uh, you know, taking a couple weeks here and there, they're actually looking at it like, you know what, I'm, I'm stuck at home anyway, I'm still working, there's no difference between me working from my my office at my house or my office now in my new Intrepid. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're making sure that we provide them with everything they need to be able to operate efficiently on their vessel. That's, that's great. That, and with respect to that, that then pushes you to, as you've said with so many and almost each and every one of the vessels that you create, 
and bring to life, that then, of course, probably is pushing you in your mind and your team's mind down different roads on the design aspect of, okay, here's something that, you know, maybe you thought of it, but it wasn't just because it wasn't, you know, it just wasn't at the top of people's list, really something you focused on. But now to focus on that, whether you've gotten to that point or not, I'm sure it's going to take you down some roads where you could, I would think that there would be some executives or whatever you want to call it, that would almost design an entire vessel that is literally a, a working really a work a full office to a certain extent that can literally be anywhere that it should be on water on the planet. Yeah, you know, being able to make sure that they got workstations and areas set up for whether it's a printer or their laptop or if they want a desktop because they need a little bit more power, uh, you know, additional outlets. You know, there's all these different things that we've been doing to ensure that you know, not only can they take it out and hang out at the sandbar or go fishing, but they can work just as easily from their boat as they can from their home office. That is really exceptional. I love hearing that. And so circling back to, with respect to you had back in February, again, there was the Miami boat show, then the world came to a stop. This though is the first show Really, because you can almost look at uh, you can look at February as a completely different year, if not decade. And so this is the first right. show. <laughs> this is the first show in this new moment in time uh, of this year. Really, this is the first big one. Yeah, it really is. You know, this is something that you know for a while we were pretty sure that it wasn't going to happen. So, you know, all of a sudden, you know, near the end, uh, you know, as we got closer, it looked more and more like it was going to be a go. So we, it was kind of a little bit of a mad scramble at the end to, to pull this all together because we're going to have 13 different boats there. So, you know, that's no, no small feat to be able to pull this off, but you know, my sales team and Dania uh, and the VP of sales, Alex Rizzo have done a great job of securing the boats and making sure that uh, we're going to have a, An amazing show. And with respect to the show itself and um, the organizers and the preparation and whatnot, is attendance going to, are they going to be able to handle the attendance that they have in the past? Well, there's a, I believe there's an attendance limit that they're going to have and they're going to make sure that, you know, it's not going to be nearly the same amount of people that have gone to the show in the past. And, a lot of times we get a lot of people from Europe. We got a lot of the mega yachts that come into the show um, mm-hmm. for this show, and a lot of them will not be attending. So it's going to probably have a more of a feel of a local show than a national show. But you know, our I'd say probably you know seventy percent of our sales is in Florida anyway. Believe it or not, I mean it's it's yeah. amazing how how uh, the the number of, of sales in Florida is higher than anywhere else. So. Everything that I've seen that, you know, people reaching out for me to me, whether they're part of the intrepid nation or, you know, wanting to join, they're all, you know, reaching out, making sure that we're going because they're, they're planning on coming and seeing what we have. That's great. And your comment uh, in that it won't, it will seem more uh, in the vein of a local show versus national show there, in my opinion, there could be great benefits to that. It can seem that much more personable, right? It can seem that sure. much, right? Yeah. So on the sales end of it, and then uh, you mentioned mega yacht. Why wouldn't the mega yachts be attending? Well, because they they just didn't know if the show was a go or not, and for them to actually get the mega yachts ready and to get them to cross over from Europe takes more time than what 
has really been allowed to them to, to be prepared for it. So normally they would know, you know, months in advance, you know, and they would, they would be able to prepare for that journey. And, and because it was such a late announcement, I think a lot of them have decided that uh, they're just going to pass. Gotcha. Okay. And just curious, too, of your intrepid nation, I, uh, I love that term. You just reminded me that you use that. <laughs> I do. It's, it's fantastic. With respect to the intrepid nation, what uh, approximate percentage of them do own super yachts or larger yachts, and then the intre- their one, two, three, et cetera, intrepids are part of the fleet? I'd say that it's a smaller percentage. You know, I would say maybe 10% of our boats are tenders, and that's basically what you were talking about. Anytime yeah. there's mega yachts, they, they're either pulling a tender behind it uh, on a tow line or they're putting it up on top of the boat. You know, they, they do it both ways. And, you know, we are known as the tender of choice, you know, being able to pull one of you know, a boat behind a mega yacht is probably the hardest thing that you can do to a boat. It's most punishing because, you know, you can be going through eight foot seas and a mega yacht and you're on a, you know, a, a 180 foot uh, West ship. Uh, it's, it's not so bad, but you know, out on a tow line behind you is a 34 foot boat that's literally plunging through the waves. Right. You know, I have captains tell me stories. They'll start it and they'll say, can you guys build the most amazing tender? And I go, thanks. I appreciate it. And they go, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> the last storm we were in, all you could see is the tow line going into the water. You couldn't even see the boat. And the <laughs> boat would bust out through the top of the wave and then land in the bottom of the next one. And That's I'm like, God, awesome. don't tell me this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have any video footage that anyone's ever sent you like that? Yeah, actually, I have some footage that's, that have, it wasn't nearly as bad as that, but it was, it was pretty gnarly. I mean, if you think about it, you know, everybody's feeling, you know, warm and fuzzy on the mega yacht because of its <laughs> yeah, size sure. and its mass. And they forget that, you know, the poor boat that's out on the hook behind it you know, really getting punished in that weather. But, you know, that's really what made our reputation what it what it is. Yeah. You know, back in the eighties we realized that there was there was nobody out there that wanted the tender market because they would just destroy your boat and they'd want you to fix it under warranty. So, you know, right. we took the approach, look, there's some market share that nobody wants. So if we can build a boat strong enough to take that kind of punishment, you know, there's a there's a whole, you know, market there for us to to take so that was really what we did is we built we overbuild boats so not only did we overbuild them we decided that let's build all our boats that way so that's something that we've done you know the last 30 years that i've been here is you know we build every boat as though it's a tender so it can take that kind of punishment and uh, it's really served us well wow what a fantastic line of uh what a fantastic line of dialogue we just had because you made the comment on the uh, mega yachts. So you actually took that approach due to Intrepid's being able to to be superior tenders behind mega yachts. Yeah, yeah. It just we knew that there was a market that nobody wanted because you know they would just destroy the boat and they'd send it back to the manufacturer and they'd say it's under warranty, fix it. You know, and and you know it got to a point where manufacturers just didn't want it. You know, because they would lose money on warranty. So we said, you know what? You know, we were this small company just trying to make it. And we said, there's an opportunity there. We're just going to have to make sure that everything we do is really stout. And that's something that we've never got away from. That's incredible, Ken. That's a, that's a great entrepreneur story and, and genius. 
With respect to, and I'll let you go, and I know you uh, are incredibly busy, is to end on an entrepreneur question. You just made that comment of we were the small guy trying to make it. How long were you that small guy trying to make it before then you saw that moment? And what was that moment where you knew not only are we going to make it, we're going to crush it? I would probably say in the mid-90s uh, was really when it was because we really started breaking a lot of rules and and we were succeeding. You know, it was, you know, we started by doing, you know, the first dive door. You know, nobody would penetrate the hull side with a giant hole in the side and we did it first and it was successful and, and for the longest time nobody would even do it, you know, because of the fear of, of penetrating the hull like that. And then we would, you know, we created the first quad control uh, Yamaha binnacle because Yamaha refused to do it. So we built our own, you know, then we ended up doing 35 inch outboard shafts when nobody else would, you know, we just continued to not let anybody uh, dictate to us what they were, you know, what we could do and what we couldn't do. And we're, we're the same today. You know, we yeah. continue to press those boundaries and make sure that we lead the industry in innovation uh, and, and keep pressing forward. I really don't think that there could be unless I there's something that I didn't ask you about the boats or whatnot, but I really don't think there is a better comment made by you to end this um, another incredible podcast on. No, we're excited. Uh, I appreciate you reaching out, and, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show. We're all going to be there, and we're ready to rock and roll. Awesome. I love it, Ken. I love your attitude and your enthusiasm and what you do and every time we speak. So thank you so much. You inspire me. I'm going to get this live and over to you right away so you can get it out to the intrepid nation, and I hope you have a fantastic weekend, my friend. Sounds great, Judd. You too. Take care. Thanks, brother. Bye.